0: Hi, this is Diane Cannon. You're listening to TV
1: Confidential. Thanks for the memory of sentimental verse, nothing in my purse, and chuckles when the preacher said, for better or for worse.
0: We're talking to Bob Mills. Bob is the author of The Laugh Makers, a behind the scene tribute to. Bob Hope's Incredible Gag Writers, which you can find through Bear Manor Media. Yeah, Bear Manor Media.com, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online, as well as Bob. And I
1: also have on Audible.com. You go to Audible.com, and I did. I record for the blind, as you know. That's right, I do. So they came to me and they said, Would you record your book? And I said, Sure. And then I got to thinking, and I said, You know, I would like to uh, have the book read. And I, I don't want to have to do it again for commercial purposes, so I'll do it for you if you'll give me the discs at the end. So uh, it's eleven hours, eleven hours and forty minutes, I think. It's a long book; it's like three hundred and sixty-five pages. Well, you c-
0: like that. you cover a lot of history. In yeah,
1: and, and it's a, it's a nice little handbook of show business of that time. And so I I, I did I read it, and uh, it does well on Audible.com, and you can you can pick it up. You and you can also get it on Kindle. Get this for two two dollars and ninety nine cents. That's a bargain. Just download the thing on Kindle, and put it on your uh, your device, whatever you've got, to read uh, books like that. And uh, so it's. It, I've got all the bases covered, Ed.
0: And I guess the only base we we haven't mentioned is is Bob's Bob Mill's own website, which is Laughs Illustrated. Yeah, what
1: that that one is, people ask me, you know, do writers uh, ever really retire? And I say, no, you can't, because you uh, become inured to thinking in a certain way. And writing for people like Bob Hope, who was a topical monologist, we were always writing uh, for his stage act in between the mm-hmm. television shows. So every single day, you'd open the paper, and the first thing you'd think about, what can I write about today? And the, and he's thinking the same thing, and he's ordering, you know, he would call up uh, topics, and he'd say, I think we ought to do something about this, or that, or whatever. And Like today, he would call and say, <laughs> Michelle Bachman is quitting. Let's do some things mm-hmm. on that. I just heard that this morning. Yeah. Well, the comics will jump all over that, because that's uh, she's a good, hot topic, mm-hmm. you know, for... For humor, <laughs>
0: and he was not afraid to. He he was he was not afraid to comment on what was going on politically.
1: That's right. That's right. And and he did it in a way that uh, did not really uh, mark him as uh, being right or left or anything. It, he was going for the laugh every single time. So we were a non-denominational writing uh, staff that uh, you could just about. Write about anybody, even people that he liked real well, if you came up with a with a solid joke, uh, that's what he wanted, and that's what he craved was that laugh. So when I stopped uh, actually doing work for Bob Hope, I was still thinking that way, so I started a a blog, and I've been doing it for years, and I just started this one called laughs Illustrated because it's got photos with each with each item and uh, just a little more visual and uh, it's easy to find Does that laughs have a illustrated uh, yeah I, <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna put that in The uh, first one will be Ed Robertson <laughs> doing, doing a lingerie at <laughs> That's laughsillustrated.blogspot.com. Laughsillustrated.blogspot.com. And, uh,
0: yeah. and it's daily. And
1: uh, then if you just want it on the weekends, there's a weekend edition, too. You can get it by email every day. Get about five lines. and uh, So it's fun. And it keeps me going. And I, I put a little ad in there every once in a while to remind people that I do have a book. And I do um, talks illustrated with Bob Hope clips that I have a plethora of. And I've done those on cruise ships, and now I'm doing them uh, a lot at libraries. Just did uh, last year a, year, a little over a year ago, the uh, South Pasadena. South
0: Pasadena uh, Library, which is not far from where National we were. National Library of Congress, there yes. You go. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple of questions about Hope and the monologue, because I know the monologue is a very important part of any show that he did. But I want to go back to something we said a little bit earlier about how Hope, pretty much worked well into his 90s. If I remember, I mean, he he all of his television shows were for NBC. Did he have, do you, did, that, that you know of, did he have like an exclusive lifetime contract with NBC?
1: Well, that's the way it turned out. He just started in radio on NBC, and he became a big star for them. And uh, then when they switched over to television, he... Had appeared on various shows, and he had ideas about what the studio should look like. So they they moved the studio from down uh, in Hollywood and Vine. It used to be at Hollywood and Vine, and moved it over to Burbank. He pretty much designed the Burbank uh, television studios there, where Johnny Carson was done all those years. And it was his idea to bank the seats so that the audience could see over the tops. Of the equipment because theater theaters aren't made for uh, viewing television okay. shows being shot. There's a lot of lights and stuff with stands and everything, and uh, so Bob wanted the audience to see what was going on because a lot of his stuff was visual. A uh, good example of that we we did a special in. Um, uh, Australia opening the Perth Entertainment Center in 1978.
0: Is that the one with Barbara Eden yes. and Florence Anderson? Florence
1: Anderson. Yeah. We took them down there. Their shows were in their first run, then, So boy, the people were just yeah. so excited to. And he was so mad. He says, "God, they're getting more fans chasing them than I am." <laughs> you know, but it was great. We loved yeah, it. Nobody wanted
0: to see Bob Hope's naval.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we we were in this big uh, this big auditorium that had 8,300 seats. Well, that's like the Superdome mm-hmm. almost, you know. It's big. So, in you're doing a sketch, you got to be able to see. So, we did a sketch where they put the microphones on long fishing poles, like surf rods, mm-hmm. big long surf rods, with the microphone at the end, so that we could stick them up there and the guests could speak and the, and the audience could still see very well. And, and then we had cameras stationed at seven different ...positions all around the uh, auditorium, so he didn't have cameras moving and a lot of dolly shots and things like that, but we had a lot of coverage, and it worked out well, because, uh, and I, I could see uh, always his his primary thought was, the audience has to see to get the joke, and they have to see you at all times, because his delivery of the joke is very important, Plus, they should never see anything in advance. So it was funny. He would rehearse his monologue to make sure that uh, Barney, the cue card man, was the right distance Mm -hmm. from him on an easel. And so he'd want to get a feel for where he was, especially on the road like that. And so he would have Barney uh, stack the cards on the easel as he would on the real monologue, but turn them upside down and then flip them. And then he would turn them over every once in a while and and edit them and but he, he didn't want the audience to look at the jokes, so right. he'd say, "No looking, no fair looking <laughs> <laughs> tipping off tipping off the laugh so uh, and then he didn't like audience warm-ups for that reason that he, you wear out the audience he wanted to be to get a fresh audience that was ready to laugh and hadn't been laughing at some some warm up comic that's for kind, a half hour. That's,
0: that's kind of courageous though because if a joke I mean the, the the idea of having the warm up act is to get I guess to have the audience exercise their laugh muscles. So yeah, would be one more. would
1: think. Yeah, and in the old days it probably was a lot like that. But at NBC we used to uh, inherit a lot of audiences from like Johnny Carson mm-hmm. and other shows. They did Hollywood Squares there. So. Uh, A lot of times, uh, they would have been laughed out by (laughs) by the time. (laughs) So he would never had an audience warm-up guy, and it would take us a while sometimes to set up at the studio. So I said to him one time, I said, you know, that audience had been sitting there for an hour, and and they're waiting for you to come out, and you may not be out for an hour or so. And then he would come out and, you know, chat with them and Mm -hmm. stuff. I said, in the meantime, why don't we show them on the studio monitors some of the sketches that we've already shot? because it was shot over three or four days, Mm -hmm. and we would have had uh, stuff in the can already, maybe not edited the way it would air, but enough that they could uh, see what what we taped. And so we started doing that, and then the audience uh, was ready to laugh. By the time he came out, they'd already seen a couple of sketches, and they got a feel for the show, and the other guests that we had on and that sort of thing. So that was something that he did for the rest of his time when he was there and showing those. And then I think a lot of shows do that now to keep the audience from just having to stare at guys moving lights and fixing the set.
0: We're talking to Bob Mills. Bob spent more than two decades as a comedy writer in network television, including 15 years as a staff writer for Bob Hope. We'll take a quick timeout, then we'll continue our conversation with Bob Mills here on TV Confidential.
2: Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free. And it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987.
0: Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk